Hi, I'm Kendra Corman, the host of Imperfect Marketing. If you're a solopreneur, small business owner, or a marketer, you know marketing is far from a perfect science. And that's why this podcast is called Imperfect Marketing. Here you will hear from marketing experts and successful business owners about their marketing tips and, of course, their lessons learned along the way. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. I'm your host, Kendra Corman, and today I am joined by Keegan Carthy. He is the founder of Vision Media, a digital marketing firm that specializes in B2B content, strategy, and paid social. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about social media and business-to-business focused businesses, right? Um, A lot of my listeners are business to business focused. Um, They're targeting other businesses to sell their products or services, mostly services. But um, how is social media different in your view for B2B versus B2C businesses? B2B, um, I want to speak on more like the founder-led brands because I would assume that's kind of more of what you're dealing with. Um, with the founder-led brands, it's you have the ability through social media to really make a connection whether that's through organic content or paid social, you're able to make a connection and show your true authenticity with your clients, your audience, et cetera. Authenticity is so important. And I like how you are separating founder-led brands because when it is a founder-led brand, it is your personality. I mean, that's what they're buying into, right? So it's a key piece of, of being present. What are some key things that you recommend business to business brands do when they're working to engage and be authentic on social media? Well, the biggest thing in marketing, obviously, you you know, you need the no like trust factor, but that's people overlook that it's they want to film two, three pieces of content or whatever, launch ads and then blame Facebook or whoever when the ads don't work. It's the days are over of doing that. That's not how it works. You need to you need to establish the no like trust. So showing your authenticity that comes from getting on podcasts like you and me are doing right now, leveraging co-created content, leveraging your expertise, whether that's speaking, that's just giving away free value, things along those lines. It's a process. It's the steps you put in don't really show until 60, 90 days later. So you need to put that work in and don't expect the results right away. I agree. I think that when you're looking for results, you have to put in some consistency with it. And I think three months is usually a good judge. You can start to see indications of something's working. Some things take longer, but I I feel like when you're planning and you're going through an initiative, if you do 12 weeks, 90 days, it, it gives you a good baseline and a real good feel for if something's going to work for you or not. Exactly. So one of the things that you said there was um, some people want to go in, they want to film two to three videos, launch ads and go. But video is a good, powerful tool, right? Absolutely, it is. What do you think that they should be doing with video when it comes to being on social media? So real quick, video is what we specialize in. So I love this question. It's it's so it's really dependent on your goal. So everything needs to start with your goal, obviously, at the end of the day, everybody, it's going to be sales, more money in your account. But when you're launching a campaign or you're posting content, are you just doing it just because, or what are we trying to do? So if 
Kendra, if you've never posted content before, then we need to establish that no like trust. So we're going to get you on a bunch of different podcasts. We're going to chop up those clips. Then we're going to run ads against them. Little as a dollar a day. So we can test, we can start to warm an audience, see who's engaging. And then we got kind of go down the funnel from there, middle of the funnel. That's where we're showing everything about what you do, your expertise, your services, how you get results, etc. So video people overcomplicate it. It's, the short form stuff is just hook body, call to action, and then just make sure you're giving away a ton of value in each of your clips and each of your ads. And at the end of the day, those are more likely to convert rather than just me hopping on and be like, hey, $5,000 a month retainer, let me run your ads for you. So first off, I loved so much about what you just said. We'll start <laughs> off with the first thing that I was like, yay, you might be my new favorite person, um, <laughs> was go back to your goals. What are your goals? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't start there, you can't be creating anything. One of the things that I'm always, I'm always surprised by, and I shouldn't be anymore, is when people are like, what goals do you want to know? My marketing goals? And I'm like, they should be your business goals. You shouldn't have marketing goals that are different from your business goals. Like, let's let's work this out because if if it's not growing your business or doing what you need to as a business, then why are you doing it? Right? You shouldn't have separate goals. Um, but yeah, no, I think starting with your goals is really important. And then let's talk short form video. How do you define short form? Uh, short form video. Sorry. 60, 90 seconds, 60, 90 seconds max is kind of the short form stuff. I mean, obviously it's, it's a trend and it's here to stay. Like originally I started about two years ago um, in the, kind of the short form content space, just basic video editing packages and then transition to the paid social because realize that we need to show an ROI. Otherwise our client churn is going to be out of hand, which it was at the time. Um, but short form's here to stay, and especially in ads. We talked about the authenticity a little bit at the beginning. And again, I am a big proponent of using video to show that. Whether that's your B2B, your nonprofit, your B2C, you have that ability to really connect with people. And with everything that's so saturated in the market, I mean, everybody's selling ad services, everybody's selling SEO, everybody's selling whatever. What really stands out is the people behind it. I agree 100% because I think it's a differentiator. So I run Facebook ads for a couple of different things that I do. And when I do them, it's interesting because me holding my cell phone, recording my screen, even though it's like a little rough, <laughs> is more engaged with and gets better results usually than anything else. What are you finding is getting the engagement from an ad perspective? On the engagement side, I mean, we start with three things. It's kind of goals, content, targeting. So all three need to be relevant to the audience. So it's really dependent on where the goal is. Like if we're running top of funnel, like awareness traffic ads, and we're just leaving the targeting super broad, letting the Facebook algorithm work for us, the engagement is going to be probably pretty low because literally everybody is seeing it. So we need to dial in that messaging. And then, you know, a month down the line, then we have our set audience and we can run ads. So at least the engagement, the type of content, it's kind of dependent. But going back to what you said, kind of just like holding your phone and just recording your screen, people will engage more with that because it's raw. It's not like the super produced. It's not like I'm sitting in a podcast studio, $10,000 budget to produce an ad. It's authentic. It's you. So people are more receptive to that. I want a $10,000 budget to do an ad. Okay. <laughs> 
I used to have those budgets back in the day. I used to have a million dollars to do an ad. Um, So that was always fun. So how can people stand out with their video content? Because there's a ton of video content, right? And I'm just, I was just telling you about my ad content and what I'm like, again, Mm -hmm. my little rough recording my screen gets really, because I just did it yesterday, which is why it's top of mind. Um, But how can people differentiate themselves and stand out? Because there is video upon video upon video out there. So I'll touch on a couple things. Um, The first one will be personal brand side. And the other one will be more of just like typical ad campaign. On the first side for the typical ad campaign, I touched on earlier, the days are over of just launching one, two ads, asking for the sale right away. That doesn't work anymore. And if it does, good for you. That's not repeatable, scalable. It just, it doesn't work anymore. So on that side, it's, you kind of need, you need 10 to 20 videos. You're always testing. It's my biggest thing is I tell my clients or prospects or whatever, I hope I'm wrong. I'm actively trying to be wrong so we can figure out what works. So to differentiate yourself, need to define your audience and you always need to be testing your creative creative. Like we use a dollar a day sometimes with low budgets just to see what works. Once you find that, then you can scale it. So differentiating yourself on the ad campaign side, that just comes down to pure creative testing on the personal brand side. That's a little bit different. So what that's when you need to be getting on podcasts like we're doing, leveraging your clients, things along those lines and get good results for them. Because if people talk about you without you having to post about it, whatever, that's the best thing that you can do for your personal brand and differentiate yourself. So I think it's been several weeks since I've talked about on this podcast about defining your audience, because I say that that's one of the most important things you can do. It does go, it goes goals, audience, and then you can build tactics that go and support that strategy, right? Um, People love to, I want to send emails. I want to post on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) what do you want to do with that though? Um, when I find that people really struggle defining their audience, mm-hmm. how do you work with clients that are having problems really articulating who their target is? So for first off, personally, I can't really speak on that too much because if we have a prospect and they don't know who they're targeting, just that you're not for us, we'll refer them out. But in regards to tar- like defining an audience in the ad cam- in an ad campaign, especially especially meta. We, I'm a huge proponent of letting the algorithm work for us because it's way smarter than you and me. So like as an example, I'm running a campaign for myself, launched it December 15th, letting it run for 30 days, made 10 different videos, put it all in one campaign, different ad sets, whatever. I left the bro- targeting super broad. It was people ages 25 plus in North America. And I just dialed in my messaging throughout 10 of the videos so that the people that are watching it we're good, are my ideal client. And then from there, I was able, after two weeks, I had enough data to really narrow down my audience and then throw the real money behind it. I, I like that a lot. And I love how you're like, hey, if you don't know who your audience is, you're not for us. Mm-hmm. That is just so powerful. And I love that because one, you know who you, who you want to work with. And I think that that's, that's really helpful. And two, I think it also stresses the importance of the fact that businesses really need to know who they're targeting. Um, that is, that's the basics of starting your business. It can evolve over time. There's nothing saying it can't evolve. 
But being able to to draw that line is huge. And kudos to you guys. I think that that is so powerful um, to to use that to identify who your target is and who it isn't. And then, of course, testing. Testing is so important. And I know back in the day, I loved it when like we could target anything and everybody <laughs> through Facebook ads. Yeah. I mean, I could get granular and target your grandmother, right? Yep. Um, and it would let me. It doesn't do yep. that anymore. <laughs> so, um, but it does do it behind the scenes because just because it doesn't let me pick that specific of a target doesn't mean it still doesn't know that information. Um, and so letting it pick seems to be a bigger trend started early last year. I think, would you say that the, the algorithm started to get even smarter? Yeah, smarter? Uh, probably early last year. And it's just like more and more people are relying on it. Um, but again, you, people don't, if people don't know how to use it, they're going to rip through ad budgets, which is like, that's a differentiator in marketing firms because you're not using a low cost testing strategy. They'll get a $10,000 budget and it's just, okay, we're just going to run this straight for 30 days. It's like, no. $100 for like the first week, see who your audience is, make sure your messaging is clear in your creators, and then you put the money behind it. Yes. No, I think, again, testing is important, especially with ad budgets. Um, and there's a learning phase for the ads, um, especially with Meta and Facebook. Um, it takes a certain amount of interactions with an ad, right, for them to really learn and then be able to apply what they've learned to the wider audience, right? 100%. So let's talk about optimizing ads, right? Because um, that's something that you do. So is it just focused on the target audience and refining that? Or are you refining the creative? Do you find that you replace some of the creative? You started with 10 videos. Yeah, so I'll start in the creative side. We're constantly testing creative, even if the campaign is a so-called winner. That's in quotation for anybody looking, listening on audio. But we're constantly refreshing the creatives, like even little things like the headline, whether it's like book a call now with an exclamation point or without, like we're always testing it. We do like, we call it like an A, B, C, D test. So it's like A versus B versus C versus D. And it's little things like I just talked about. So we're constantly doing that over and over and over again so that we can increase our conversion rates. In regards to the audience, that is fairly set depending on the length of the campaign. But obviously, like we, like I said, we were just talking about let the algorithm do the work and then the audience will go from there. The reason we don't touch the audience too much is because our messaging is so precise within the video. So the only people that should be watching at the end of the day are your ideal client. That is great. That's good information. And yes, again, constantly testing, even if there's a winner, because something might be better. So that's mm -hmm. always good. Okay, so let's... Let's talk about one more thing, and that's connecting. We talked about, you know, again, founder-led brands on the business-to-business -business side. You know, it's about authenticity and connecting. How do you suggest in the cold world of social media people <laughs> connect with their audiences from that perspective? I mean, most people are going to sit here and say, oh, we need to respond to comments and do all that. At the end of the day, you just need to be a real and normal person. Like you just be yourself and people can see when you're not. 
I know the mistake that I made when I first started social media, I was, I was scared to post content. So I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. But then as I started posting more, getting more comfortable, I was myself. Then audience grew a little bit and started to see actual ROI from that. So my advice with connecting is just be yourself. Try not to be somebody that you aren't. Yep. And I think it's okay. Like if you miss a couple of days of responding to posts, you miss a couple of days of responding to posts. Let people know. Oops, sorry. Here's like, I was busy. <laughs> people are going to be okay with that. And if they're not, they're probably not someone that you want to work with anyway. Right. Exactly. So it definitely goes over time. Um, this is a fantastic conversation. I think that there's a lot of information that you've been sharing with us today that is all very valuable. We've got testing, we've got know your target audience, we have video, we have authenticity, um, just so much and just such a wide is wide range of things that um, that we're talking about, which is awesome. Um, and I am a huge fan of authentic and consistent content marketing. I think it's essential and it really sets you apart um, in today's world. So um, before I let you go, um, I do want to ask you the question that I ask everybody that comes here. And that is, this show is called Imperfect Marketing because marketing is anything but a perfect science, as you and I well know. Um, what has been your biggest marketing lesson learned? My biggest marketing lesson learned is show an actual return on investment for your clients, whether that's through Google Analytics or Google Tag Manager, whatever. Need to show an actual ROI for your clients. So that goes out to all the marketing agency owners because there's a lot of them out there that will step over their mother for a thousand dollar a month retainer. Show an ROI for your clients and do a good job. For anybody that's listening in the space that's looking for a marketing agency, vet them properly because there is a stigma around us. And for good reason, like I just mentioned, you need to do a proper job vetting. And it goes back to that authenticity that I was talking about. Google them, look at their content, see how they are. are are they being norm, a no, real normal person? If they are, then you probably have a green light. And if they're flexing Lamborghinis and whatever else, that's you should probably stay away. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I have to add in my <laughs> two cents here because that is so important. I think I, I think I get business a lot from people that are like, well, I'm nervous about starting to work with another agency because mm -hmm. I worked with these guys and they just took my money and wasted it or um, they didn't do what they say they were going to do or whatever it happens to be. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people that don't do good work out there and they really ruin reputations for those of us who are working our butts off over here, you know, showing ROI for our clients that you know, they don't necessarily see all the time, which I think is important. And then I also think that another thing is, again, vet them. Make sure you're the right fit. Mm -hmm. If, you know, maybe you want someone that does Lamborghinis and Ferraris because that's <laughs> who you are. Uh, but then you're not a fit for me. <laughs> that's not what you're going to see. You're going to see my 2010 Dodge journey in there. Um, and, and that's okay. You know, I think it's... Um, I think it comes down to finding the right fit. And then again, I, I love how you said vet them because again, there's a ton of people that, that talk a good talk, mm -hmm. but they don't do the right stuff in the end and it'll be a waste of money. Exactly. So be careful, be careful because sometimes you don't get what you pay for. Right. 
So that is awesome. That is such fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Keegan, for joining me today. For those of you listening, hopefully you learned some really great things. If you want to connect with um, with Keegan and his company, there's a call to action in the show notes. Be sure to check that out and schedule a free strategy session with his team. Um, I think it would definitely be worth your time if that's something that you're looking to pursue. Otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in and have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Be sure to subscribe and visit KendraCorman.com slash Imperfect Marketing to view the show notes of all my podcast episodes. See you next week. Same time, same place.